Have you been shadow banned by the liberal media? Free market got you down? Do you get ratioed on every Twitter post because of your shit takes on literally everything? Then producer Dave and HK are probably watching your three-hour dissertation on how a tomato cannot possibly be a fruit because gender and critical race theory can be cured with ivermectin. The Intellectual Dollar Tree, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Please leave it a one-star review on iTunes. Check out the rest of our schedule at ecoplexmedia.com. When they actually spend their time listening to this show, what does it mean? It means we're winning. Plan, 
Welcome to the Plex. We do this show live every Sunday, 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific and beyond into red light. Tonight, we're going to do an extended version of the podcast because I didn't really have time to sort through stuff and put together uh, upfront hour stuff. And I certainly didn't want to do an hour on that fucking balloon. Let me tell you, we uh, don't have a lot on the fucking balloon, uh, but we do have tonight on the show, I suppose. I'll give you a couple highlights here. I won't read the whole docket because it is five fucking pages or four pages or whatever this week. We do have two stories about the balloon. We got some sore loser Lake. We got a uh, George Santos talking about how he's done lying. We got a uh, people trying to force a TV service provider to carry OAN and Newsmax. Uh, we got a clip of anti Maxine laying down the smack. Uh, we got a couple Marjorie Taylor green clips. We got some drag queen stuff because of course we do. And we got a whole Tucker Carlson segment. Um, we got a really odd youth rally advertisement. We got a uh, <clears throat> Ann Coulter's guest is a potato. Um, we're, we got a awakened church, South Dakota. Seems like something we're going to keep an eye on. We got an overcooked eggs conspiracy theory. Um, we got uh, Tim Pool understanding multiculturalism. We got two Jordy Peets. We got a Matt Walsh. We got a Charlie Kirk. Actually, we got two Charlie Kirks. And then we got uh, we got some furry news. Not really furry news. We got news about people freaking out about furry furries. We got um, gay people making uh, folks cry. We got a little bit of Tiny Dancer Ben. And we got a, we got some more Matt Walsh, and uh, we got Tim Pool understands the police. We got some Jimmy Dore. We got the Gray Zone and Space Lasers. We got Mike Pillow on the Jimmy Kimmel Show. That's all during the regular podcast portion of the show. For Red Light, we have Hunter Hunter Biden's laptop actually passed through a lot of hands. We got Russell Brand has fallen pretty far. We got a uh, Roger Stone has been ghosted by his guest. We got a new QAnon storm just dropped. We got a anti-vax Jim Cramer getting wrecked. And of course, Madison Star Moon's computer works. So we have a Madison Star Moon video. Let's get right to it here. Let's get to the beginning of the docket. Hopefully everything's already ready already. Uh, Our first clip, we got two, just two about the fucking balloon. Um, I almost did nothing on the balloon, but I was like, well, we got to do something on the balloon, right? So... I got um, of course Twitter's acting weird. Hang on a sec. This is live as you can tell. But we got one story about the balloon. This is um this balloon should have never been able to pass through the Pacific Ocean. Oh, and I got a story in red light about the balloon that was like a late edition from Youth Decay. Somebody try to help me remember that because that's a it was a funny clip about the balloon. Anyway, here we go. Here's something about how the balloon clear violation of our sovereignty the balloon what is your greatest concern as we track something that is the size of three buses now that china says was taken by wind wind that we can't substantiate wait what well i have concern what do you mean we can't substantiate? what the coming in hot with we can't substantiate the wind yeah you can and this is going to be another example of the Biden administration's weakness on the national scale. I mean, you, you look at what happened in Afghanistan. That hurt the reputation of America's military strength. 
that hurt the reputation of our commander in chief. And now we have China clearly playing games with the United States. This balloon never should have been allowed to cross over into the uh, past the Pacific coast under the continental United States. Never should have happened. You know, my concern is that the uh, federal government obviously doesn't know what's in that balloon. Air. Helium. Some gas that is lighter or less dense than the air. And we got one more on the balloon. Yeah, the balloon has the gay bomb in it. That's right. It's actually a the balloon. It turns out Hunter Biden's laptop's in the balloon. Here's a cocaine Don Jr. talking about the balloon and Hunter Biden's laptop. This is going to be a long show if Twitter keeps doing this. You think the billion dollar Chinese investment into Hunter Biden was because he was a wonderful investor? You know, all those incredible crackheads on Wall Street. You know, there's lots of them, folks. The Chinese, you know, they don't do any diligence. They just hand out billions like Oprah hands out books. Like, stop. Shoot the thing down. Figure out what's going on. Don't look like a weakling. If some of this stuff was even like a... 1% of this was happening under my father, and it involved me. It would be a global story non-ending. It would never end. Incessant bombardment. And that would be Incessant right. bombardment? That's what we should be doing. Stop but, talking about your dad and your sister that way. No, we're going to sit there, observe. The rest of the world is going to watch us be impotent. They're going to watch us continue to be weak. They're going to wonder what else uh, they can do to take advantage of us. So I don't know how he like conflated the balloon and Hunter Biden's laptop into one fucking unhinged rant. But, you know, I mean, John Don Jr. is an artist. Don't question the art. Don't question the art and don't sweat the technique. Here is a sore loser Lake. She's still all in because, I mean, how else would she make any money? Are you all in? Why am I all in? Because I, I so love early. I love my kids and I want them to have a future. And that man on a world stage, nobody can match him. We have major issues on a world stage. We've got to have somebody who can go in on day one, calm the world down. I and mean, we're on the verge of World War Three right now. Not to mention. Yeah, that's going to calm the world down. Reelect Donald Trump. Proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that he can solve our biggest problems domestically. He did it while the entire fake news media was tearing him down day and night for seven years. Wait, and what? He, with one he was president for four years. Behind his back. He brought our economy up. He ended the wars. He helped every single class of citizen, no matter who you But were. he didn't. And no, you, you all criticized Joe Biden when the troops were pulled out of Afghanistan. And we ended major combat operations in Afghanistan and Iraq under President Barack Obama. What is she talking about? Where you were from, your life was better. He did so many things for us while he was taking incoming constantly. And I think he would be the best choice to quickly turn this disaster around. And we are living in a disaster, and I'm putting it mildly. She's talking about the balloon or her losing the election? These morons here in Washington, D.C. have tried to destroy this country, and they're pushing a globalist agenda. And he is that that stopgap between us going into complete communism and 
saving America. That's why I'm for him. And you've seen him in a different light also. You've been in a foxhole where somebody's got to have your back. And he's had your back, right? This, he's this, great. This, he, this is the thing that people don't get. He doesn't waver. When he's got your back, he's got it. Somebody said, you don't have to cozy up to Trump. I go, you think I'm just cozying up because I'm trying to schmooze on him? I actually really love the man. Human being. He's a great president. He's given up so much for this. I, I truly believe he is the answer to the problems that we're facing. No, you were just trying to grift. It's all right. I mean, if you're going to grift off of somebody, you might as well grift off of Donald Trump, right? I mean, he's already grifting, so it's like just a double grift. Um, here's more of Sora Loser Lake. She is talking about how she's facing retaliation. Um, probably, I, it's, this is almost certainly about uh, she's under investigation because she released uh, uh, screenshots or scans of some uh, voter information that shouldn't be out there in one of her posts where she was complaining about... Uh, problems with the voting system i think i'm like 99 sure that's what this is about it's interesting they just don't want us talking about the election theft it really shows you that we're on to something here no 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 here's what happened they saw that rally and they go oh my god the people they've seen the polling look at the polling's outrageous people are saying hey they know she stole it She's totally illegitimate. Which polling? What were the results? She's a personality anyway. You know, she's going to hide in the cave as she did during the campaign. But, um, and they've got some bad hombres in the, in the AG's office. And, I mean, they've been staffing up over there with killers. Yeah, the AG's and office. They understand. The- stop, the, 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 the stop carry lake, they're not going to be able to play conventionally. I mean, this is outrageous. Well, You're sitting there in a court case, and, and they're going to come after you with criminal charges. Is, is, am I right? Is that what? Well, if she broke the law, then yes. Your understanding is they're going to try to criminalize this? Yeah, uh, class six felony. They're going to try to uh, go after me for telling people about these bogus signatures, hundreds of thousands of them. Yeah. I mean, you can talk about the bogus signatures or the signatures that you believe are bogus all the time. But there's certain like voter and election information that is private that is not you can't release it. I suppose a news organization might be able to release some of this stuff, but not like you as like and it makes you look bad in your court case anyway. (sighs) Well, from one liar to another, we're moving on to George Santos here. George Santos has learned his lesson. Gonna stop lying. So it first was. I never lied. And now it's like, oh, well, I've learned my lesson. I'm not going to lie anymore, which is probably a lie. I mean, based on past evidence, I'm sure that this right here is a lie. Let's see. Look, Joe Biden is a 40 year long career pathological liar. He's the president of the United States. That does not make it okay to lie. And I've learned my lesson and you can guarantee I can guarantee you that from now on, anything and everything is always going to be above board. It's largely always been above board. I'm just going to go the extra step now to double check, cross-reference everything. It's largely our, well, no, what are you talking about? You like pretended to be on a volleyball team that you weren't on, which is a weird lie to tell. It wasn't so much that this guy was lying. It's that his lies were weird. Like you said, he got injured on a volleyball team or some shit. And like, what, why would you like of all the lies to tell? Why would you tell the, I got injured playing volleyball? Lie? That's a weird fucking lie. Anyway, he's gonna he's on the during the same interview, he's gonna be like a lot of people want to create this narrative that I faked my way into Congress. 
The business of politics is, is littered at the highest levels with deceit, mistruths, corruption, of course, and this is kind of the time that you're now entering politics. So with that climate in mind, um, I guess, where do you want to start in your, in your story, your, your upbringing maybe? Well, Caitlin, look, I come from a humble beginning. I've always said that. I thought your mom was a fucking, like, an investment banker and, sh like, was the first female investment banker or some shit. I grew up in abject poverty uh, in Jackson Heights in Queens in New York City. Uh, people like me aren't supposed to do big things in life. And when we do, it disrupts the system. And I know that a lot of people want to create this narrative that I, I faked my way to Congress, which is absolutely categorically false. Um, I've worked hard. I've built ground up a career um, through experience and through knowledge and through self-education. Uh, and volleyball. And, you know, I think it's amazing that I have to sit here and be spoken down to on a regular basis yet again by the media. You bought the ticket, buddy. He probably got a, could have got himself elected in that district without all the lies, but I think like maybe he's just he just doesn't know how to not do it. Like cuz like I said he told that really silly lie about the volleyball team. It was like stolen volleyball valor or whatever. Like who to like pump up their own CV or whatever is like I got injured playing volleyball. Like who like who does that to like like do you would you say that on a first date like that lie to impress like your date or something? Like this is weird. I don't know what's going on with this guy. Stolen Volary. That's fucking funny. The people in the chat are funny. Um, so we're going to move on here. It, Matt Gates is actually being asked difficult questions in this interview with uh, Ari Melber. But unfortunately, I don't think he's going to get asked about Nestor because that's all anybody really wants to know about Matt Gates. If you ask me, he's like, what the fuck is the deal with Nestor? Why did you basically buy a teenage boy from some lady? Just to be clear, you're denying that you sought a pardon for yourself? Yes, that's correct. Here's some of the under oath testimony from Trump insiders, and I know you've maintained a, a strong relationship with Donald Trump, um, but basically we've got multiple people, uh, the director of White House presidential personnel, who's a Trump loyalist, uh, lawyer Eric Hirschman, uh, Cassie Hutchison famously, uh, we could put this up, they all testified under oath um, that you specifically requested a pardon. Uh, and I'll play a little bit of, of the sound on this. Here was uh, the lawyer of, out of these three discussing it in testimony. Take a listen. The, the general tone was we may get prosecuted because we were defensive of you know, the president's positions on these things. As broad as you could describe from the beginning, of, I remember from the beginning of time up until today for any and all things. You mentioned Nixon, and I said Nixon's pardon was never nearly that broad. That's some of the testimony. I'll give you the benefit of responding since I have you here tonight. Here's what some others said in the hearing, uh, MTG discussing just generally that meeting, and then others describing that. Uh, take a listen. I said, we've got to have a meeting. Uh, there's many of us that feel like this election has been stolen. On December 21st, some Republican members of Congress met with President Trump in the White House to talk about overturning the 2020 election. Mr. Gates was personally pushing for a pardon, and he was doing so since early December. He advocated for there to be a blanket pardon for members involved in that meeting. I want to give you the benefit of responding to it, but I also want to take this process seriously. So respectfully, you have individuals who are not 
known to be coordinated. Let him respond. I don't like when oh, I'm going to let you respond. This is one thing I don't like that some people do. It's like, I'm going to let you respond to this. And then they just keep talking or they ask their question and they just keep talking. I don't like this. Let him respond. Give him time. Let him, let him fucking lie on your TV show. Uh, they have an incredible legal liability if they lied about this. Um, and multiple individuals, all of whom, by, by the way, Republican appointees, are testifying that in that period, after that December meeting, you, sir, requested a pardon for yourself and other attendees at the meeting. And so the question is, can you really say that all of them are committing perjury lying on you, A, and B, if a pardon was requested, why not just tell us what were you worried about? What was it that you oh, we're not even going to hear the answer might be indicted for? Well, I mean, Cassidy Hutchinson is a known liar. There's testimony she's given. Yeah, she's a known liar. Man, whoever, I mean, whoever cut that clip isn't at fault because Twitter only gives you uh, uh, two minutes and 20 seconds for a clip. But that fucking interviewer needed to j just ask the question, be like, these people said you asked for a pardon. What do you say about that? But the fucking interviewer had to like grandstand. And like we call it on the intellectual dollar tree. We call it the quest statement. He wasn't really asking a question. He was trying to make a statement. If he wants to make a statement, he can make a statement. It's well within his right. It's his TV show. But I just, that, that bugs me. That bugs me. And I, I try to never do that with my interview guests, ever. Anyway, we're going to move on to the uh, AT&T, their television service, which is like a pretty small television service. Most people have cable or just do um, streaming, right, for their TV but AT&T has uh, is going to they're not banning them they're calling this a ban they're going to remove the channels of One American News Network and Newsmax or they have removed those channels and um there's there I guess there are this is from the state of Texas this is their uh this is one of their legislative bodies talking about AT&T removing Newsmax and OAN I just want to ask one more quick question on jurisdiction and what you can do and what you can't do. Um, we recently saw AT&T come out with um, a potential um, another censorship of, of what they carry on their channels. And do you have jurisdiction to do anything about that? I saw so your new statement. This happened a year ago with OAN, and they banned them. We sent a letter. We looked at our authority to do anything about it, and we virtually have none. Uh, I, I actually had this very conversation with uh, one of your fellow senators, Senator Hughes. I think the House and Senate should should do what Congress is looking at doing, which is calling for hearings and finding out what is going on. Because here's what's going on: the fucking television provider just to just call them a cable provider. I, I I know they're not a cable company, but they're analogous to a cable provider. The cable provider was like, "We're not going to we're not going to renew your contract. We're not going to carry your channel anymore." And it could be that the channel isn't making the fucking any money for the cable provider. It could be any number of reasons. They don't even need to tell you why that they're not renewing your contract. They could be like, we're not going to renew your contract. Thanks for doing business with us. Because there were letters sent, I think it was a year and a half ago, from certain political party to these companies, DirecTV and others, saying, hey, you need to take OAN off, Newsmax, and Fox. Well, I, I don't... It seems like now that's happening. Two now, two out of three are are going to be banned, and they're not banned. Like, They've been removed from the service. Arguments that I'm hearing that they're not that they don't want to have to uh, pay them fees. Well, they're paying other entities like CNN and uh, MSNBC who don't have big viewerships. They're paying them fees and oh, they don't have big viewerships. Get the fuck out of here! You think Newsmax gets the kind of numbers MSNBC gets? 
and they're unwilling to pay more conservative outlets. So I would love it if the Senate and the House would hold some type of hearing and get the information directly because I don't have all the information and I don't have a lot of authority to find out what the truth is. Uh, interesting, and I just saw your your statement. We've talked about what your authority is or is not, and you know certainly the discovery of Twitter and 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 some of that uh, banning, shadow banning, and things that have gone on. What we've worked on with ESG. But this is a different subject entirely now. Now you're talking about Twitter, like not showing your post to someone. I know Senator Hughes is chair of state affairs, and Madam Chair, it probably started you chaired state affairs, and some of these issues that have come that way, and um, censorship is. Um, it's a big deal. Usually, um, you know, um, something that we uh, frown upon with our constitutional amendment freedoms. So um, I look forward to working with you yeah, on that issue. Thank you very much. I appreciate that because we're very interested in, in, in addressing it. Thank you. All right. The courts have ruled over and over and over and over and over and over again that free, free that the First Amendment protects your freedom of expression and your freedom of to associate, too. The government... We, we're going to end up in a pretty nasty place if the government can compel a cable provider to do business with a private entity. Like that's, I thought the fucking conservatives hate that shit, right? I thought that, I mean, I understand pointing out conservative hypocrisy is like a waste of my time, but like next time they go around going, oh, get the government out of your business and this and that, it'd be like, you seem like you're all up in AT&T's business about like one channel. They're not worried about like, they're not in there discussing that AT&T and Comcast in a lot of places or have a monopoly on your internet service and or your television like provider if you want like regular TV and you, you know, you're in an area maybe where an antenna isn't going to work either because of where you're located or there's buildings in the way that are blocking the signal. They're not going to talk about that shit. That's the shit they like. They're going to talk about, oh, well, they're, they don't want to carry this channel. You know, there's a lot of fucking channels. They don't, they don't carry, they don't carry anybody's Twitch channel on fucking AT&T either, right? There's that 24-hour, there's a couple 24-hour Twitch channels that aren't being carried by AT&T. Is that a problem, too? There we go. There's uh, more on this. This is from the U.S. House of Representatives. And um, I guess they're wondering if the Weather Channel is going to get canceled next. I don't know if the Weather Channel, I don't think anybody watches the Weather Channel. What if the fucking cable providers stop doing the weather channel because they're like, you can just go on your phone <laughs> Then what now are we gonna have to do all this shit again? The gentle lady from my home state and uh, uh, a young person who has uh, set this place on fire since she's been here. Congresswoman Bobert. Thank you so much. Definitely not literally. Um, I mean, I mean, almost. I mean, you know, it was kind of close. You weren't. You hadn't, oh yeah, you were in the House of Representatives. I mean, almost. People spread their shit on the walls. At midnight, Tuesday, January 24th, 2023, Newsmax was removed from DirecTV, DirecTV Stream, and UVerse, denying 13 million um, customers this highly rated news channel. Okay, 13 million is a very small, that's a very small, um, we'll call it a cable network. I know it's not, again, it's not cable. But it's a very small cable network. There are more people with cable TV in the San Francisco Bay Area than the number of people that she's talking about, like nationwide on these cable on these we'll call them cable networks. This is not the first time that we've seen this, and I'm afraid that it won't be the last time that we are seeing this here in our great country. 
OAN was deplatformed by DirecTV in April of 2022. So what's next? Fox News? Will the weather? No, no. Fox News makes those fucking companies mo- makes those fucking companies money. People subscribe to cable packages because they want Fox News. We don't have to like that, but it's true. Channel be canceled next if they refuse to bow to the left's altar of climate change. What about the History Channel? We see on a regular basis the left wants to erase history and deny truth. Well, that, that's fine because the History Channel just talks about Hitler doing meth and ancient aliens, okay? How about TBN? There has definitely been an increase in disdain and intolerance um, by many liberals for Christian beliefs simply by saying we love Jesus. So is TBN next? What is TBN? Americans are tired the Bible Network? of cancel culture. Conservatives are not being treated fairly. We're the ones who are censored by big tech. We're the ones targeted and called domestic terrorists when moms and dads show up at school board meetings. We're the ones targeted. No, this is a whole different matter. Because our organizations have the word patriot in their name. If you're a conservative pastor, the government persecutes you. If you're a liberal pastor, well, Joe Biden shows up to your church, whether he realizes he's there or not. This network only reaches 13 million homes. And not for nothing, AT&T provided money, helped prop up. It was either OAN or um, Newsmax. AT&T was one of their major funders at the beginning. I think it was OAN that AT&T was uh, helping fund. And uh, I'm not, I'm I'm not confident that these networks are currently on Comcast or Cox. I said Cox. I'm not confident these networks are on there. So what now? Anyway, here's a washed up actor, uh, John Voigt. He really loves Newsmax and is upset that he can't get it on the direct TV that he probably doesn't have because he has Comcast because he or uh, Spectrum, I think, if he lives in L.A., which was where he probably lives. My friends, we all love truths and good news, and that's what Newsmax brought to us. We were able to to rely on truths. Now the left are taking it down. So we, the people of America... AT&T, like, like your, your cable provider is not the left. America should not be able to feel safe and see truths. Well, my friends, let us speak up now. Let us take our freedom of speech back, our greatest asset in the land of the free. The freedom of one's right to be and to see the lies put upon this country. It's a disgrace. This Biden administration is a continuation of Obama's lies. Let us bring our country back to her full potential. Let us pray that we are heading to truths once again. Because, my dear friends, President Trump will accomplish this task from where he was taken so abruptly by this lie. We the people. Let us all stand together for truths, for glory, for love. And let us remember the words for Newsmax? of hopes. We the people, the glory of one love and liberty and justice for all. God bless. 
I can't wait till there's hearings in like the House of Representatives where AT&T has to send a representative there or are they a direct TV, you know, division of AT&T has to send a representative there because they'll be like, we understand that you removed one American news network and uh, Newsmax and they will go. Yes. And they will go, well, well, don't you think that was wrong? And they will go, no, <laughs> if we thought it was wrong, we wouldn't have removed them. Uh, you know, oh, well, you know, why blah, 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 the left, they go, no, no, no. We just didn't renew their contract. They go, why? And they go, uh, this is none of your business. <laughs> That's what I would send someone there to tell the fucking house of representatives that it's none of their fucking business who I put on my fucking cable network. And then when they complain, I would, ha I would specifically tell that person to be like, Do are you the government? Are you members of the government, this party of small government sitting here trying to tell us a relatively small television provider, uh, what we need to do and what kind of information we need to put out there. This sounds like communist Russia to me. <laughs> Nobody has the fucking stones to send someone there to do that, but they should do that. That would be great. Because it would be very funny and there'd be nobody to root for, but it would be a let them fight moment. But if these, if these hearings happen, they're going to be great. Uh, I bet Justin, Justin Freakin, check out Justin Freakin's channel. Justin Freakin will end up watching that on, on, on his channel for sure. So I, I am going to say that if Newsmax only did content like this very next thing I'm going to show you that I too would be mad that they were being removed from cable providers because this next clip from Newsmax is amazing. Yeah. Yes. What, you know, even it's behind cancel culture, it's behind wokeism, it's behind what's happening to our politics, even Supreme Court decisions, even like the last three Supreme Court decisions that that linked up with marriage or sexuality, all of them took place on an exact same date linked to a pagan ancient calendar. Just a little while back, Chris, you know, the, the president had a gathering. They removed them on the same date. It's linked to an ancient. Yes, this kind of content. Put this on TV more. Respect for Marriage Act, supposedly, but it's basically striking down marriage as we know it um, and he lit up the, the White House in, in the colors of the rainbow. Well, there is one of these gods, I speak about the dark trinity, and that was, in ancient times, it's back. One of them is called the Transformer, and this is a this is a, a, a god or a spirit from ancient times that actually said that it has the power it's a she, has the power to turn a man into a woman, a woman into man. Blend the lines of gender, blend the lines of male and female. Well, it's happening right now she actually had an ancient priesthood that dressed up with men dressing up as women. This is what is being championed by the government right now. It's championed on our children. She actually had some of her priests surgically transitioned. Well, this spirit is in our culture. And I'm just going to give you a quick taste because I'm sure we don't have time. But here's the thing. What she actually was the government. Oh, Newsmax needs to make a lot more time for whatever this is. A, got a parade. So we have parades. She paraded men dressed up as women. We've got it back. She actually claimed one uh, time of the year for possession of the culture. And you know what the time was? June. So it's back. Also, also Pride Month. Sign particular was the sign of the rainbow. So this is big. It's affecting all of us. And yes, it's affecting the culture. And as you said, it's happening in rapid, rapid progression and, and it's accelerating even to this day. Yep, that stuff needs to be kept on uh, a direct TV. Actually, I am um, now. I've changed my position. If that's the kind of shit Newsmax is going to do all the time, they certainly need to keep their contract with uh, direct TV. They should probably uh, also be added to any network they're not added to because that shit was amazing. 
fucking amazing. Here's uh, Cocaine Don Jr. On Newsmax. And, uh, you know, this isn't sped up. This is just, this is just Don Jr. talking. Trying to cancel this or working around the technicalities. They'll come up with a way to word it and say, well, this isn't exactly what we're doing, but we all know exactly what they're doing. You know, go to like a Patriot mobile. There are options. What we need to do is take the time to find those options. So rather than giving your money to AT&T, give it to Patriot mobile. Rather than going on YouTube, go on Rumble. So, yeah, I, I'm psyched about my podcast to be able to say the stuff that I've been saying for years, the stuff that got me probably uh, either deplatformed, heavily censored or otherwise on all of the other social media platforms. Rumble was one of the few that didn't do that. So what we have an obligation as Americans to go out there, support, uh, you know, you're going to be looking for something anyway, support those who share your. That's amazing. He's like, he's like telling people like Patriot Mobile. Okay, so Patriot Mobile is just a M MVNO Mo or NVMO network virtual network operator. They just rent time on fucking AT and T or Verizon or Sprint's network anyway. So you are in fact paying the the majors when you if you do Ting or what's that um, Mint Mobile or their little fucking Patriot one that probably overcharges you and collects a lot of your data there, you're still giving your money to AT&T if that's the carrier that has the good signal in your area. So this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. The mobile virtual network and MVNO. And so he has no idea what the fuck he's talking about. Just none. Also, I'm glad to know that he has a podcast coming out soon. It's going to be wonderful. The Don Jr. Podcast. It's going to be like, um, I don't know. It's going to be, you're going to have a lot of segments about cocaine, I suppose. Um, here's a segment from One American News Network. And you just wonder why. Why would, why would, why would uh, DirecTV get rid of something like this? Is this really even DeMar in this video? Why couldn't he just do a live video assuring his fans he's okay from recovery? Why the whole production? Why so many cuts and edits? Why the scripted nonsense? Is he controlled? Why did it seem so contrived and disingenuous? Now, obviously, this guy has been through a really tough time, and I do pray that he is indeed okay. But the weirdness of this video has got me thinking that we're hearing less from Damar and perhaps more from his handlers, or even maybe a CGI, a clone, or a deep fake. Come on, <laughs> look how easy it is to do nowadays. That was the, mo that was the most just-asking-questions thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. It's all a deep fake. It's a clone. A clone? I mean, a clone? Okay. Whatever. Okay, now we're going to have, uh, we have Get Him, Auntie Maxine. Some, and Maxine Waters was asked a question in a hearing, and her fucking response is pretty great. And the fact that this isn't passing on suspension just says everything about my friends across the aisle, that you can't condemn socialism. I mean, in your opening remarks, you were talking about Putin, Kim Jong-un, and, and Z. You know what they all have in common, right? Trump. <laughs> Trump? <laughs> North, North Korea, China, and Russia? He loves Kim Jong-un. That, that's quite the intellectual leap. I would say communism. Uh, would you like to denounce any communist leaders? Well, 
I don't know what you're asking, but let me just. The leader of the Republican Party, Donald Trump, has made often glowing, described authoritarians like Kim Jong-un, who is condemned in the resolution. Regarding North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, Trump uh, said, Kim wrote me beautiful letters, and they're great letters, and we fell in love. You sure you want to hear the rest of this? <laughs> sure you want to hear the rest of this? <laughs> she hasn't smacked anybody down that hard since she what was it that she claimed uh, michael tracy michael tracky or whatever claimed that uh she had assaulted him if you remember that but that's that, that was that was pretty great she's like, <laughs> i love do you want to hear the rest of this she does a good job of representing her constituents and um she's always a little bit of she's always she always got a little fire in her belly during some of these hearings when uh, like more the more stupid things come up she's from uh, i think she represents uh los angeles She's not the only rep from Los Angeles, obviously. There's fucking 10 million people in L.A. County. Anyway, we got a... Here's Ted Cruz, a career politician, talking about how we need to get the career politicians out of Washington, D.C. Wow, this leads me to another topic I want to get your take on, and that is term limits, because this is the issue when people go into Congress and are there for 30, 40, 50 years, you begin to think it's about you and you have this unlimited power. You tweeted this week that you'd like to see a vote on term limits. I think our viewers would like that yes. as well. And look, absolutely. You want to talk about an issue that has widespread and bipartisan agreement. Term limits, a supermajority of Americans, more than 70% of Americans support term limits. A, 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 more, more than 70% don't of run for re-election. More than two-thirds of Republican uh, of Democrats. About it. More than two-thirds of independents. It's a massive support. There's one group that doesn't support term limits, and that is career politicians in Washington. All of the Democrats in the Senate oppose term limits, and all of the Republicans who've been there a gazillion years oppose term limits. I've introduced a constitutional amendment that would limit every senator to two terms, would limit every House member to three terms. I believe we ought to take it up and vote on it, because if we got career politicians out of Washington in both parties, there, there would be a lot less of the corruption of the swamp that is endemic yeah. and that sadly implicates both Democrats and Republicans. Well, will Chuck Schumer bring it to the floor? Uh, sadly, I don't think he will. I, I will keep fighting. I hope the House okay. brings it up for a vote. We're much more likely to get a vote in the House under Kevin McCarthy. But but Schumer doesn't want to vote on this because Schumer wants to stay there a thousand years. And, wow. and I think some of some of our Democratic colleagues have been there a thousand years. Yeah. Ted, you could just not run for re-election. You could be about it. And then you could spend the rest of your life advocating for term limits. And then you could say, I actually left because I thought it would be better if, uh, you know, we had some new, new blood in here or whatever. He ain't going to give up his job. He's grandstanding on this because he knows it's not going to happen. And he's going to get to keep his cushy job there. Let's, let's not get this shit twisted. This guy's a career. Pol I hate when these fucking career politicians bitch about career politicians. It's so stupid. And if people get, I don't know if people keep getting reelected, then they keep getting reelected, even if we don't like them or whatever. I don't know. It's complicated. 
Anyway, here's a Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'm sorry, Marjorie the Gathering and the terrifying story about $5.1 billion. Dodaro, can you tell me uh, how, much, how much COVID cash went to CRT? CRT? Critical race theory in education. It's, it's a racist right. uh, uh, curriculum used to teach children uh, that somehow their white skin is not equal to black skin and other things in education. Yeah. Uh, no, I do not know that. But I, I do know that there's f provisions that the uh, federal funds generally are not used or supposed to be used for curriculum. Oh, that's a state. Oh, Mr. Dodaro, I have to tell you, in Illinois, that they, they receive 5.1 billion um, at at an elementary school there that that used it for equity and diversity. Um, so it's it's being used for these things. Uh, Mr. Dodaro, can you? 5.1 billion dollars to a, an just one elementary school for equity and diversity. My God. Probably statewide. And it was probably like equity and diversity were like among the things that that money was probably allocated for. <laughs> She's wrong, says someone in the chat. You don't say. So as the, here's Marjorie, the gathering in a hearing in Congress or just in, in session in Congress. And the murder of Tyree Nichols is being discussed. Um, and uh, she, you know, changes the subject because of course she does and it was tragic and, and extremely difficult to watch. I would also like to point out that that city is Democrat-controlled and the five officers that have been arrested and charged are black. And I think that this isn't, isn't an issue of uh, racism or anything. Okay, so <clears throat> anytime they say a Democrat-controlled city, you have to understand that there is no major city in the United States that is controlled by the Republican Party. So any problem that any city has can be conveniently foisted off on their political opponents. It's dishonest. There are cities where there are nonpartisan uh, like elections or whatever. There are cities that even have a Republican mayor, but those cities have that, that mayor has to deal with a uh, city council that's almost all Democrats every time. So this is this is uh, this is bullshit. But they, when they do this, it's bullshit because there's no big Republican city to compare it to thing like that I think I think that the judge and the the jury and the trial needs to work out what happened there but I share that with you but I'd like to also point something that I'd hope you share with me there's a woman in this room whose daughter was murdered on January 6 Ashley Babbitt and Ashley Babbitt has there's never been a trial as a matter of fact no one has cared about the person that shot and killed her and, and no one in this Congress has really addressed that issue. January 6th committee didn't address it. And I believe that there are many people uh, that came into the Capitol on January 6th whose civil rights and liberties are being violated heavily. And this committee will, I, I hope, uh, Mr. Chairman, look into those civil rights abuses uh, because they're happening in a jail right here in this city. And I hope Ms. Norton uh, will, will care about that as well yo we watched the footage on january 6th right here on this network i mean i was sitting eight miles away in a, a denser part of town um the people who were there like the other people who had stormed the capitol were yelling at her to not keep going 
they were yelling gun. And this was a person in a suit in a government building. I've said this a million times. I'll say it again. If you're in a government building and somebody in a suit points a gun at you, they're going to shoot you. That's just what happens when a person in a suit in a government building points their gun at you. If you don't do what the fuck they say, stop moving, lay on the ground, they're going to shoot you. Is that right or is that wrong? Fucking, I don't know. It's not an ought, it's an is. This person was on a security detail, I believe, for the Speaker of the House. They weren't, they weren't no fucking regular Capitol Police. They were on a special security detail. We do, everybody, she was like, oh, we don't, we don't know anything about them. Their name is a matter of public record. I don't remember it. But we, we know their name. They just didn't commit a crime. There's no, there's no trial to be had. You know, am I, do I wish it would have gone down another way? Well, yeah, I wish that whole fucking day would have gone down another way, but it went down the way that it went down, didn't it? And again, what I'm telling you, if you were in a government building and something weird starts happening and a person in a suit, I think he had cufflinks. I assumed that was secret service when it first happened. I'm like, oh, that person's job is for you to never know their name. It turns out it was just, it was not just capital security. They were on like a special security detail at the Capitol. That person in the suit is going to shoot you. I've seen burn notice. I know what's going on. I think we got our last Marjorie the Gathering clip. This is about Drag Queen Story Hour. Dodaro, can you tell me how much money was given to Drag Queen Story Hour? The, the, I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Who? Drag Queen Story Time, where, where men dress up uh, as uh, women uh, and, and read yeah. confusing books to children. Yeah. First, I thought you said dry clean. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no, I don't know the answer to either one of those two. Uh, oh, we need to look into this, and I, I urge you to do that. Um, they, uh, Bradbury Sullivan LGBT Community Center in Pennsylvania received $16,000 uh, for Drag Queen Storytime uh, from, from COVID cash. Um, I think this is an issue that needs to be looked into. A lot of this money went to things that should have never gone to, and I thank you so much, and I yield back the remainder of my time. So the answer was none. And she was like, she just wanted to like grandstand on the drag queen story hour because she knows she can. And she knows it'll like get her on. She knows it'll get her on the plex. Honestly. I mean, I think a lot of these people do things just to get on my docket. And like, cause a lot of what they're doing doesn't make any sense otherwise, unless they know they're going to be highlighted here on Sunday. Now we're going to move on to the Tucker Carlson segment. Apparently there was a fire at a poultry farm and apparently this was uh, planned. It was it was a false flag. There was a connection between uh, the media and the Biden administration to I don't know start a fucking fire at a poultry farm. Here here's here's old Tuck Tuck. Because the Biden administration tracks a lot of things, the things that it cares about, the race and ethnicity and sex life, for example, of every person in America. Do we have trans Pacific Islanders playing woodwinds in major symphonies? I hope that uh, Joe Biden's administration knows who knows how much sex I'm having and who I'm having it with. I feel like that would be like, that'd be a good thing. I feel like people should be able to FOIA that shit. Fuck it. How about gay Southeast Asians and long haul trucking? 
These are the questions that concern the bean counters in the Biden administration. And yet at the same time, that same administration keeps no real records about the infrastructure of our food supply. Apparently that has never occurred to them. So honestly, we can't really know one way or the other because we don't have a baseline whether something strange is going on with food suppliers. But some days you do wonder. On Saturday, an enormous commercial egg farm in central Connecticut burned to the ground for no obvious reason. Huge fire. At least 20 fire departments responded, fought the blaze for over eight hours. More than 100,000 chickens died. Now that's a sad story, but what's interesting is that most media companies did not consider it a story at all. Weird, considering egg prices have become an actual problem for most Americans. Egg prices are up more than 100% in many places. And yet at that exact moment, when eggs are a concern, 100,000 chickens die in a freak fire, and the New York Times, which is right next door in a neighboring state, does not even cover the fire? What is that? Don't worry. Things like this have nothing to do with egg prices, say the media. It's just avian flu. Watch. Well, yeah, I mean, fucking factories catch on fire all the time. I fucking, I feel bad for the chickens' families and shit, right? Like, I mean, some of those chickens had friends that were people. I mean, it's weird to be friends with a chicken that you're going to slaughter, I guess, but... There was an avian flu going around. It made egg prices go up because it reduced the fucking supply of eggs. And it just during that, because fucking coincidences happen sometimes, a factory caught on fire, probably due to like people maybe not following government regulation. I don't know. It's just a guess. And But now it's like the Biden administration and the New York Times are like in on it. What a fucking, what a fucking crackpot ass thing to say. <sighs> Lately, they've been harping on um, basically trying to say that like tobacco is harmless and that it's bad that we are that there's regulation on tobacco and that there's not more regulation on weed. And uh, here's what, another one of stories in those vein. They're going to talk about a 95% tax on cigars in New York. Inviting him tonight to explain the disparity. So you're, you're a defense lawyer, you're very familiar with disparities, powder and crack cocaine and the rest. Why the disparity in taxes? 95% for cigars, which do not hurt you. Wait, what? 15% on weed, which increases your chance of getting schizophrenia. What is this? Tucker, thanks for having me. As you know, I am a cigar smoker and I, I guess that's yeah. why you had me on tonight. You know, it seems like the government will not be happy unless they have us all eating kale, drinking carrot juice, and smoking weed. All right, yes. they're not happy with a nice, good cigar. I mean, <laughs> to tax something at 95% is absurd. They want to tax it into extinction, like you said. But why? You know who gets hurt here, Tucker? The mom and pop cigar, cigar shop down at the corner. That's who gets hurt here. Not the rich people, because you know where they're buying the cigars? On the illegal market, the Cubans on the illegal market. Of course. They get so cigar shops, this guy's like living in the past. The, the cigar shops are also like generally vape shops. You can buy fucking cigarettes there. Um, you can buy CBD products. They probably fucking probably have a Bitcoin ATM in them. Like it's not, it's not just like a, like a humidor <laughs> as we, uh, as we, we used to say. Um, so I don't know, maybe the 95% tax on cigars is too much, but it doesn't, it, they're not the guy's like oh these are harm uh, tucker was like oh cigars are harmless no they're not you're inhaling smoke it's bad for you i smoke i don't smoke cigars they're kind of nasty 
Like whenever there's a like a wedding or something, they're like, do you want a cigar? And I'm like, no. But they're not harmless. But again, I'm I don't not I don't not smoke the cigar because I think it's like extra harmful. I just think it's gross. But people aren't buying their cigars from like some mom and pop shop. Um, and people don't. Cigars are like a special occasion thing. And I I wonder, you know, does that mean blunt wraps like cigarillos, like swishers? Are they 95% tax in the swishers? Because I know a lot of people who'd be pissed off about that. That guy didn't have no swisher sweet in his hand. That guy had a big chopper of a cigar in his hand. And we got one more Tucker. No, we got two more, actually. Here's Tucker on uh, police shootings and uh, Michelle Obama. We got two videos here. Here's the first one. So clearly the Democratic Party needs a new emergency, at least until we start sending ground troops to Ukraine and the population becomes suitably hysterical again. So because they need an emergency, they found one. And the new emergency turns out to be the old emergency, which is white racism. Now, unfortunately for the Democratic Party, white racism is one commodity, <laughs> like cedar boards, that's getting harder to find. Very few unarmed black men are killed by white cops these days. Where's George Floyd when you need him? So instead, in a pinch, they've settled for an unarmed black man killed by black cops, which they have informed us nevertheless, despite all appearances, is still the product of white racism. And Barack Obama enthusiastically agrees. This is Barack Obama's lane. He was elected president twice on this kind of stuff, so he immediately jumped into the middle of the Memphis tragedy to remind us that white middle-class Republicans did this. Blood is on their hands. Soma, Dr. King, Rodney King, Trayvon Martin. They're all the fruit of white supremacy. Uh, did Barack Obama say that white middle class Republicans did that? Because I feel like that's he, Barack Obama, you know, I don't like any president, but Barack Obama chose his, tended to choose his words pretty fucking carefully. And I just don't think he's like, oh, it's actually the class of white. It's actually this is all the fault of white middle class people in the suburbs. Like, that just doesn't sound like him. Anyway, here's a uh, here's old Tuck Tuck talking about uh, Michelle Obama now who's never been in a, any position of real power, but you know, here we go. She's talking about her own thighs. Now, why is Michelle Obama telling you about her menopausal thighs on a TV show? Possibly because she's a crazed narcissist who thinks her own thighs are interesting to you. Dude, you spent fucking weeks talking about whether or not you wanted to fuck an M&M. Get the fuck out of here. Let, let this lady talk about her potty. And that's of course true, but there may be other reasons. Consider that today's Washington Post expressed deep dissatisfaction with Joe Biden's current heir, Kamala Harris. Now, Harris is a woman who cannot even consistently pronounce her own first name. And she might not be, as the Post suggests, up for the job of leading this country. Um, okay. Whatever. That, that was like a completely vapid and empty clip. We got one more, Tucker, and then we're going to take a break, actually. Play a song because I got to go to the bathroom. Take a break and get to the rest of the docket in a minute here. Um, this is four and a half minutes or almost five minutes of Tucker Carlson claiming the Biden administration is trying to criminalize memes and political satire. So almost no one was paying attention to the early actions in the Biden administration. Biden gets inaugurated and the media spend the next year talking about how great Biden is. So very few people notice that it just a week after the presidential inauguration in January of 2021, Biden's FBI arrested a 31-year-old man from, from Vermont called Douglas Mackey. Now, according to the DOJ in the charging documents, Mackey's crime was making fun of Hillary Clinton on the internet. 
four years, four years before he was arrested, Mackey Wait. made an internet meme joking that it was possible to vote for Hillary Clinton by text message. Not a single person in America, and DOJ has not shown differently, believed that Mackey was serious or that you could vote for Hillary by text message. Wait, no, if you're part of it, no, no, that's against a lot. That's fucking, if you're part of like a campaign or like a super PAC or a lobby group or whatever, and you, that's a fucking, if you have anything to do with the election, that's illegal. It's just like it's illegal to fucking send out mailers saying to like people you believe are going to vote for your opponent saying to vote like the week after the election is. That, that's a, that's fucking, these are, the, there are laws that are, that govern certain kinds of speech around elections. He wasn't subverting democracy. He was calling Hillary voters stupid. And the DOJ knows that. Every person knows that. Jokes are not crimes. But the Biden administration is trying to send Douglas Mackey to prison for years. We've been trying for a year to speak to one of his lawyers because this is one of the great outrages of this story. James Lawrence is one of Douglas Mackey's lawyers, and we're happy to have him on tonight. Mr. Lawrence, thank you so much for coming on. This is such an obvious violation of the First Amendment. This is so clearly totalitarian. How did it get to this point in the court system? Well, first of all, thanks, Tucker, for having me on today. Tucker didn't mention what this person's job was. Discuss this important case. And as we've argued in court filings, we believe that this prosecution represents a significant escalation of the government's regulation of speech under the banner of policing so-called disinformation. And Tucker, really, you were one of the first public figures and one of the most prominent people to criticize Twitter for deplatforming people over so-called disinformation. Uh, but I, I don't think even you would have thought that someone no. would face no. a federal prosecution or potential. Okay, so if this came from me or you, this would be protected speech. They have not told you what the person's position was. What was their job? And I guarantee you this person was like working for a campaign or working for some kind of like super PAC or uh, lobby group, some kind of political. It's like something where you where election laws and laws are yeah like election laws apply to you i'm guaranteeing it and they're probably not going to tell you what this person did what their job was when this happened jail time over alleged memes now uh here's what's at issue the government says that this case is about voting rights but as we've argued the government has not alleged that a single person didn't right. vote as a result of the alleged memes but that's so a counterfactual that's like fucking completely like circular. They, they did. They couldn't prove that somebody didn't vote. That's a counterfactual. Yeah. You don't, that's not it. And I don't know the exact law around this, but I'm guaranteeing that they're, they've been charged with violating election laws. We think that this case goes to the core of the first amendment. And really, regardless of what you think about the content at issue, everyone in this country, Tucker left, right, center and every political persuasion in between should be concerned about what's happening in this case. And so the question is, what can you do? And there are two things I'd like to let your audience know about. First, Douglas Mackey's Legal Defense Fund can be supported by logging on to memedefensefund.com. Oh, well, got to raise money. And really, most importantly, Tucker, we're asking your audience to pray. Pray for Doug. Pray for the defense team. Pray for justice to be done. As for Doug, I can tell you, Tucker, he has great faith in God. He also has faith in our system of 
trial by jury, which our founders gave to us in the Bill of Rights. I can also tell you, for me, it's a privilege to be on his defense team. Wait, may, may I, say, I just want to make one thing completely clear. You've said it, I've said it, but I just want to restate it. The Biden administration has not shown, held up, a single victim of this. The, the Biden administration doesn't, isn't doing any prosecuting. The executive branch doesn't prosecute anybody. This is probably the Department of Justice. So-called crime, this joke. So if there's no victim, how is it a crime? I, I'm confused. But you're the lawyer. Well, the government's, right, the government's position is that merely the conspiracy and the intent to interfere with one's right to, to, to vote is enough under the statute at issue in this case. What's that statute? Course, if the government's theory is allowed to prevail, the Pandora's box that could be opened oh. with respect to the chilling effect on speech, it, it just can't be really overstated. Any, any, any speech we contend, Tucker, that, uh, that, that could, could, could potentially land someone facing a criminal investigation and looking oh, yeah. at potential jail time. We can't open this Pandora's box. The defense team in this case is, is committed to slamming the door shut on this theory. Hillary Clinton should stand up right now in defense of Douglas Mackey. This is being done Why? her name. You don't want to live in a country where politicians can throw you in jail for criticizing them. That's not a free country. No one's covering this because, oh, Mackey's a bad guy. I don't, you know, I don't care. I don't care if he's Stalin. No American citizen can be treated this way, period. That's right. Um, so I, anyway, that, I appreciate that, your, I really do appreciate your coming on. Today. And by the way, he doesn't sound like a bad guy, but whatever, it doesn't matter, in my opinion. Um, thank you, James, that's, very much. That's right. That's right, Tucker. Thank you. And I never do this during the podcast part of the show, but before the break... Charged in the Eastern District of New York. Official looking fake campaign ads. It looks like this person <clears throat> looks like this person didn't work for any <clears throat> any like lobby group or any campaign from what I'm seeing here, actually. And if that's the case, I think this I think this is gonna get thrown out. I think the the government's wrong. I I, I assumed that it was something else just because of like because they didn't say anything. This is just a social media influencer. I think this is this is going to get thrown out. Uh, and if it goes to trial, I don't think this person will be convicted because I actually don't think this is uh, a, a crime. Anyway, I'm going to take a break. This is Nice Guys by NVS. We had Walter Campbell in for Local Love this past Tuesday. If you didn't check that out, check it out on the podcast feed, or you can also grab it on YouTube. And the replay is still available on Twitch for like another week. I'll be back in a minute with the rest of this here docket. Fraternity guy, you cover ass for bloodshot eyes. 
Get drunk and fight every night Idolize Bradley, belittle women's rights Homophobic, racist, and don't give a fucking hey Do you think you can drive a bigger truck? So wear your baseball cap to the side to let everyone know that you're a nice guy So was so impressed Lots of chicks in a barrel chest Cause you're a real man Punch for punch Gonna piss in your face while you're passed out drunk Well, I'm a nice guy You're a nice guy He's a nice guy But all of you are assholes I'm a nice guy You're a nice guy She's a nice guy But all of you are assholes Nice guys the planets Why just can't understand it Fucker divine by deception and lies Social Darwinism and an overdose of pride Fuck Thanks for hanging out during the break. It's an extended version of the podcast of this show. Usually the uh, podcast portion of the show is just starting uh, after Nice Guys. Anyway, uh, just if you are if you forgot what's going on, you've been listening to this podcast for an hour and 15 minutes or whatever. This is The Plex. We do the show live every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific, and it's at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Hit up echoplexmedia.com slash support for ways to support this project you're not a twitch viewer twitch viewers you you already know how to support this project and you've been incredibly generous so what we got next is a very odd ad for some kind of youth rally um here's the ad it's gonna be epic you excited 
<laughs> yeah, man. You ready? Oh, yeah, dude. Ready. Yes, you did. All right. What the heck? Summer. This. Yeah, dude. Rally night. We're gonna have Rex Crane in there. Still ready? Right? I'm not kidding. What the heck? Bro. Good? Hey, yeah, dude, I am ready for So am Hostile workplace. Hey, dude, where are you going? Awaken high school youth rally. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's a... That's a fucking weird ad, right? Like that that didn't make any damn sense. Like it made no sense at all. Here's another here's another bit of video from that same church, is the Awakened Church in South Dakota. We're gonna be keeping an eye on these people. They seem like uh they seem like people that, you know, we need to keep an eye on. So this guy used to be addicted to pornography and uh, cannabis and apparently he joined this awakened church in South Dakota and now he is no longer addicted to porn and cannabis which is I don't know I get the impression this guy should smoke weed my, my heart began to transform and I remember uh, someone prophesying over me a pastor at this church and I went up for a prayer and, and they saw this vision of me and they said Cody you know all your life you've been moving around see I was raised with a dad in prison I was raised by a single mom I grew up a very unique life and because of that I was constantly moving and I never had stability in my life and, and this pastor who didn't even know me began to prophesy over me he said for the first time in your life you're in a garden that has fertile soil and God is planting you and I see your roots system growing deep and the deeper the roots the greater the fruit and then i began to walk that out over the last two greater the fruit i thought your church was against that kind of thing sunday and i began to develop and the bible tells us that we're transformed by the renewing of our mind and the addictions and the habit and i'll be vulnerable the pornography addiction broken amen off. the addiction to cannabis broken off let's go in over two years i began to renew my mind but that guy was way cooler when he watched porn and smoked weed. That's just my opinion, though. He has he has big your rents going up if he moves to your neighborhood vibes too. So <clears throat> last week we it was actually last Tuesday, this past Tuesday on Down Ballot, we covered some of the video that had come out um, from the the attack at, uh, on Paul Pelosi at Paul and Nancy Pelosi's house in San Francisco. Well, apparently, David. DePape, the guy who the the accused, the person accused of the assault or the assault and battery uh, at the Pelosi house, called a local news station, and uh, the things he said were pretty odd. Check this out. What's what? What do you want to say? Because they release, as you know, they released the video earlier today. Yeah, I saw that. Yes. What What did you want? Thank you for calling me. What did you want? What did you want to tell me? Um, now that y'all have seen the body cam footage, I have an important message for everyone in America. You're welcome. Uh, uh, freedom of liberty isn't dying; it's being killed. 
systematically and deliberately. The people killing it have names and addresses. So I got their names and addresses so I could pay them a little visit and have a heart-to-heart -heart chat about their bad behavior. The Tree of Liberty needs watering. We need men of valor, patriots willing to put their own lives on the line to stand in opposition to tyranny. I would also like to apologize. I want to apologize to everyone. I messed up. What I did was really bad. I'm so sorry. I didn't get more of them. Whoa. No one else is to blame. I should have come better prepared. I spent all my time exposing government corruption online, only to have them silence my freedom of speech as quickly as they could. They circumvented the Constitution and private industry. When the grooming class outsources their repression of your civil rights to private industry, it's called fascism. I have a lot more to say. I had a website of over 300 pages. That's 300 pages of stuff they don't want you to hear. I'm in the process of trying to set up a new site out of the reach of tyrannical global global fascists and their internet censors. It's going to be kind of hard from jail. You assaulted someone. You hit him with a hammer. It was The video was disturbing. Um, <clears throat> he's like, they're trying to silence my freedom of speech. Well, you... You clearly have freedom of speech. You're talking to a news reporter. You know, you give up some of your rights when you go to jail, but you actually can talk to the press. Um, you can send letters to the press. You can use your phone. To, you can use time on the phone to call the press. Um, but when he said that he was sorry that he didn't get to more of them, this guy is just trying to, like, make it so, like, he's trying to make it harder on himself. Honestly, I mean, it's going to be pretty hard on him anyway, even, even if the person isn't um, a, a public figure of note, if you go somewhere and like beat somebody in the head with a hammer, you're going away for a while, dude. That's, that's, you know, that's not a, it's not a thing that we do. We, we, we generally think that's bad. So we're going to move on here. We're uh, actually not really moving through this docket that quickly. So I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. Um, we're going to move on to the, the overcooked eggs conspiracy that we saw this week. This is amazing. I don't know uh, this. I, I bet a lot of you didn't see this. Um, this is people were overcooking eggs and then wondering why they were rubbery and claiming that they weren't real eggs. Walmart, Walmart eggs are made of plastic. Made out of fucking plastic. Glue or some shit. I just think I'm going to make some breakfast. Do you remember when they were lighting the snow on fire to prove there were chemtrails? This is like that. This is this is on that level. Plastic. The whole top part is plastic. All this is plastic. I just cooked the fucking egg. Just plastic. Keep watching. Only real is this yellow shit. Even the bottom. This shit plastic. <laughs> this shit fucking plastic. Look at this shit. This. This shit is plastic. There is something up with the eggs. It goes well beyond so just the gross. feed and, so and the yolk being on the outside. Something that, right? is up with the eggs. Out. The yolk's not on the outside. This woman boiled them Look at and this. they came out this deformed Rubber. with Literally, a internal yolk that's rubbery instead of pasty. Right Look at this I crap. Think the, this. Oh no, it's, it's pasty. She just wasn't squeezing it very hard. Can you believe that? It's so gross. And these are from Eggland. Okay. Has this ever happened to anybody where your eggs turn out to be rubber and hard? Look at that. They kind of bounce. Oh, this is so gross. Egg from Aldi. Wait, there's more. This is also an egg from Aldi. 
You don't know how to cook eggs. I'm a little suspicious of their food now. I felt Live, laugh, learn how to cook eggs. Pretty confident about their food. But no, not so much. My God, these people just don't know how to cook. There's no conspiracy here. They just don't know how to cook eggs. You know, cooking eggs is fairly easy, but you can fuck anything up. Up next, we got an ad from the former president. This is an ad from Donald Trump. This first came, of course, was published to uh, Truth Social. And uh, it's his plan to protect children from left-wing gender insanity. The left-wing gender insanity being pushed on our children is an act of child abuse. Very simple. Here's my plan to stop the chemical, physical, and emotional mutilation of our youth. On day one, I will revoke Joe Biden's cruel policies on so-called gender-affirming care. Ridiculous. A process that includes giving kids puberty blockers, mutating their physical appearance, and ultimately performing surgery on minor children. Can you believe this? Um, this is not widespread. Instructing every federal agency to cease all programs that promote the concept of sex and gender transition at any age. I will then ask Congress to permanently stop federal taxpayer dollars from being used to promote or pay for these procedures and pass a law prohibiting child sexual mutilation in all 50 states. It'll go very... That's already illegal. I will declare that any hospital or healthcare provider that participates in the chemical or physical mutilation of minor youth will no longer meet federal health and safety standards for Medicaid and Medicare and will be terminated from the program immediately. Furthermore, I will support the creation of a private right of action for victims to sue doctors who have unforgivably performed these procedures on minor children. The Department of Justice will investigate Big Pharma and the big hospital networks to... So not for nothing, he doesn't understand also that the Department of Justice and the Executive Department are ostensibly uh, separated from one another, that the president generally cannot tell the Department of Justice what to do. There's supposed to be like separation of powers going on there. ...determine whether they have deliberately covered up horrific long-term side effects of sex transitions in order to get rich at the expense of vulnerable patients, in this case, very vulnerable. We will also investigate whether Big Pharma or others have illegally marketed hormones and puberty blockers, which are in no way licensed or approved for this use. My Department not. of Education will inform states and school districts that if any teacher or school official suggests to a child that they could be trapped in the wrong body, they will be faced with severe consequences, including potential civil rights violations for sex discrimination and the elimination of federal funding. As part of our new credentialing body for teachers, we will promote positive education about the nuclear family, the roles of mothers and fathers. So what he's saying is he's like, we don't want um, what we don't want is for the schools to tell you anything about a family that is different or how people are different, but we want them to tell you that this kind of family, the mother, father, two and a half kids in a fucking white picket fence in an SUV or whatever is okay. The first one is indoctrination. The second one, well, it's just, you know, it's just what we think is normal and it's fine. Like, and what? celebrating rather than erasing the things that make men and women different and unique. I will ask Congress to pass a bill establishing 
that the only genders recognized by the United States government are male and female, and they are assigned at birth. The bill will also make clear that Title IX prohibits men from participating in women's sports, and we will protect the rights of parents from being forced to allow their minor child to assume a gender which is new and an identity without the parent's consent. The identity will not be new, and it will not be without parental consent. No serious country should be telling its children that they were born with the wrong gender, a concept that was never heard of in all of human history. Nobody's ever heard of this, what's happening today. This is not true. This is not true. There have been trans people the whole time. Invented it just a few years ago. Under my leadership, this they invented it a few years ago. Very much. No, the moral panic about this started a few years ago. Uh, the people who were here before the white people wiped them out. They had many concepts about gender. There were, and I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking uh, not do this justice. They had something they called some tribes called it two spirit. They had uh, people. They had trans women and trans men and stuff. It's not new. It didn't just start. The fucking, the fucking moral panic started. And it's a good thing this guy. It's a good thing this guy is like n- probably not even going to win the primary. He's. I think his fifteen. I think his fame is up. But like Ron DeSantis is like kind of on the same page on this stuff. So we'll see what happens. Ron DeSantis, I think, is less likely to try to unilaterally do this stuff because he's a be- bit smarter of a political operator. But we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens. By all, but, and fucking, this is like what over a year. It's over a year from now, so there might be a whole ass new moral panic. They might have forgotten about this by then. Who knows? Who fucking knows? So now we're going to move on to the, I guess, the even more infuriating part of the docket. Up, we got Tim Pool. Tim Pool is a multiculturalism understander. He's going to tell you what multiculturalism is going to do. Can but thank y'all for making sure I don't starve to death. And they say, "Oh, we got you. We'll see you at church." When you have a shared community and everyone has similar values and they have scruples, you don't need to worry about the exploitation. The problem is right yes, now. Yes, yes, that's right. Nobody's ever been exploited by a religious organization. Have a dejected, fractured society, a culture that doesn't share values. Multiculturalism. You know, they try to pitch this idea that multiculturalism is like everybody holding hands under the rainbow. No, that only happens when people share moral values. If you have one group that says they they think being gay is a sin and one group that says they don't, there's going to be a conflict between these two groups. Thus, if you, like a society we have now, implement a system that is fairly libertarian and has social programs, I shouldn't say libertarian, it's fairly authoritarian over the past few years. But if you implement these social programs, people will exploit it because they don't care about you, they don't know you, they've never talked to you, and they will take from you whatever they can. And that's... Which people? That's a sad indictment of humanity. But the reality is, cohesive culture is what makes everything work. So I'm not sure it's left or right or whatever, that's meaningless to me. What matters is, does Whoopi Goldberg have strong moral fiber? I think the answer is, she does. Really, I do. I think if you went to someone like Whoopi Goldberg and said, do you want to see someone hurt? She'd say, no, of course not. The problem is she's also on the back end of the bell curve. Low information voters. Whoa. 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 Just all dropping the bell curve. All right, Tim. I mean, I know I know what he just said. He said low information voters, but viewers of the intellectual Dollar Tree and listeners to the intellectual Dollar Tree 
know exactly what he's talking about. He, the choice of the bell curve was a deliberate one. Anybody doesn't know, Bell Curve is a book, a widely criticized book, written by Charles Murray. <clears throat> People who will defend the book will tell you, oh, there's only like three chapters on race and IQ. But the problem is when he brings the book home at the end, He's talking about how certain people, certain groups just have lower cognitive capacity and it's dragging down society. And so, you know, bringing up the bell curve, it, he, we know what he said. He was saying that she's a low intelligence and his, his like calling up of the bell curve leads, would lead one to believe that he, he means because she's black. I don't know how smart Whoopi Goldberg is, and I'm not sure that there are um, accurate ways for us to measure necessarily how intelligent someone is. Because, like, if you give somebody a test or whatever, like, did they have breakfast? Are they feeling a little under the weather? Like, are they nervous about the test? All kind of shit's going to affect your ability to take a test. So, it's it was a choice to evoke the bell curve. Um, there's a really good episode of the Intellectual Dollar Tree. It's called. Who boffed the Neanderthal? I'm not kidding. That's what we called the episode. It's kind of a funny name, but the episode's a fairly serious episode about uh, we kind of interrogating the ideas of Charles Murray and his career and the bell curve specifically and how people like Sam Harris have uh, sort of laundered these ideas. Speaking of people who launder ideas about race and IQ, uh, here's Jordan Peterson. He is going to just do uh, just asking questions about the vaccine because of course he is he's gonna well, we don't well, we don't know we don't know we don't know anything we don't know these things it's at a daily wire event and it's interesting that there's what you i believe to be russian if the subtitles under i don't know for sure if that's russian killed more people than they saved you actually don't know that well no we don't know that because we didn't have time to do the studies okay that means you don't know it and things go wrong badly. Now, I don't know if you know this, but you might, but there's been a substantial oh, it's, it's spike Hebrew. in know that. mortality in Europe in the last five months. Like in Spain, it's 36% above normal. Why? Well, there's two possible reasons, and I don't know which of these is true, and there might be other reasons. One is the vaccines are killing people. Now, I doubt that, but it's possible. Okay, now, the more likely cause, I believe, is that because we prioritized COVID lockdown above all else, we stopped people from receiving necessary medical care on all sorts of fronts, and we stressed them three quarters to death. And so now, a bunch of them are dying. And my suspicions are, if we did the all-cause mortality analysis with any degree of, of uh, propriety, we'd find that the whole lockdown process I suspect it'll kill a hundred people for everyone it's saved. That's my guess. Now that's a guess. This is just, this is this jacking off JAQ, just asking questions. <clears throat> we don't know. And also he said, I, if, if I'm not mistaken, he said over a two month period, there was a, like a 36% increase in all cause mortality. Is that compared to the two months before it, the two same two months last year, the same two months, 10 years ago? Cause it might just be a fucking anomaly and then it'll just go back to normal. Maybe it'll drop lower than it was before after that. I don't know. 
just seems it seems like there's a high chance that what he's describing is an anomaly. There's a not just because something's out of the ordinary doesn't mean that there's some fucking nefarious cause for it. We talk a lot about conspiracy communities around here and conspiracy communities. A big thing that conspiracy theorists do is they go anomaly hunting. They just go find things that don't seem right and be like, aha, that's the smoking gun. It's like, well, no, that just doesn't seem right to you. You know, maybe it didn't seem right to me either. That doesn't, that doesn't mean that there's any like, that there's any like conspiratorial or nefarious explanation for what's going on. Just something doesn't seem right. Something out of the ordinary. Fucking, I bet an anomaly happened to me yesterday and I fucking forgot about it. Anyway, here's more Jordy Pete. Uh, He's uh, doing a sexism on a, what appears to be a British TV show. Maybe you just think that women should be equally represented in the decision-making fora of our nation. Maybe that's really just about having proper equality in a body that's meant to be representative. Well, I do believe that women should have... I don't understand your question, I well, guess. I guess you <laughs> yeah. don't. That's pretty don't. obvious, unfortunately. Well, how about if you phrase it more clearly instead of just insulting me? No, keep insulting him. Fuck it. Look, 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 look at it this way. Let's talk about quotas for a minute. So there's a... a he, he just changed the subject. He's like, actually, I don't want to talk about the lack of representation of uh, women in uh, government bodies. Let's talk about quotas. A array of jobs that are fundamentally uh, done by men. So, for example... Member of Parliament. 99.9% of sorry, bricklayers. I'm sorry, stop sledging you now, I promise. Mm. I, I'm happy to give my minute to Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Why? 99.9% of bricklayers are men. Should we have quarters for women? Is bricklaying representative democracy? That has nothing to do with the question. The question. No, is, but that. But you. What? If 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 there's. Evidence. But you just like hand waved what she was saying, and now you're like, well, now what you're saying has nothing to do with my question. Why? Well, if I were her, I'd just hand wave what he's saying. Of structural inequality and oppression, because women aren't precisely represented at fifty percent in all professions at all levels, then why don't we have a conversation about having women represented in all professions at all levels? Well, we why do we talk about the C-suite, for example? Why do we talk about politics and positions of power? Why don't well, we talk about it across the board? Okay, we're sorry, we're why, he's like, why are we only talking about it in, in places where people have power? Jordan, it's because those are the places where people have power and can make decisions that impact Hundreds of thousands, millions, possibly hundreds of millions of people. This guy can't be that dense. About Let's just pause and... and uh, yeah, but that's because it's power. You, you pose a question to Terry Butler. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and answer it. Then we'll hear from the other panelists. His question to me. Well, yeah, if you'd, about like, if, if you'd like to answer the question about bricklayers. There's nothing wrong with bricklayers. Why there are no of course there's not. I <laughs> like... She, her answer was, well, that's not representative democracy. She's, she's right. Like, and working with your hands is a fine thing to do, but that's like, that it's not the same profession as being like a, a government representative who gets to vote on policy. He was like, oh, exactly 50%. I don't think anybody's asking, talking about exactly 50% either. I just want to see it get a lot closer than it is. My God. Here's uh, Matt Walsh up in the ante on the anti-queer blood libel moral panic that's been uh, going on. 
Well, as we've been tracking on the show for years, the Republican Party did virtually nothing to fight back against gender ideology and the trans agendas, indoctrination and abuse of children. Uh, they have been doing virtually nothing to fight back against it, but finally that has changed, and not by accident. Those in the anti-gender ideology movement, otherwise known as you know the sanity movement or the reality movement, whatever term you want to use, have been in the trenches fighting against this madness for a long time. And it's through those efforts that we now find ourselves in a position where states across the country are passing laws banning the mutilation, castration, and abuse of gender-confused children. Utah, as we mentioned yesterday, is the, is the latest state to pass a measure banning medical transitions on children. And that is significant because it was... Uh, it was They're not happening. A year ago ...that Utah's Republican... People under 18 aren't getting bottom surgery. What's he talking about? Spencer Cox vetoed a bill that would have banned males from female sports. And his stated reason was that he wasn't... Uh, he said he wasn't an, quote, expert on transgenderism and therefore... Because he's not an expert on it, all he could do was, quote, err on the side of kindness, mercy, and compassion. Well, we can't have that. One of the most shameful episodes of squishiness we've ever seen from the squish party, and that's saying a lot. Banning males from female sports is uh, it's a layup, no pun intended. You don't need to be an expert on anything. You just need to have common sense, and that's how you know that it's the right... This is, he's talking about, like, children's sports. There's, like, no... These are just kids' sports. And you don't, need, you don't even need political courage to do it because most Americans agree that sports should be segregated based on sex. Yet Cox went limp and surrendered anyway. Now, that was back in March of 2022. I see what so he tried to do there. Fast forward to January 2023, and here he is signing a bill banning child gender transitions. He was afraid of being called a transphobe just a few months ago. Now... Uh, he's signing legislation that, has, that, that will have him labeled a transphobe by every corporate media publication in the country. But he, that person clearly thinks these are two different issues. Country. All the people that he was mad, uh, that he was uh, worried about being mad at him are going to be even more mad at him now because of this. So what changed? Did he somehow discover a backbone? Did he undergo his own gender transition from spineless jellyfish to actual human man? What? Probably not. Instead... The, the political realities changed because we forced them to change. You and me, those of us who have been speaking out and fighting back against this trans madness, we changed the political atmosphere by basically force of will. Change it so that even a guy like Spencer Cox has no choice but to do the right thing. And several other states, of course, are in line to do the same. Now, on the federal level, the only 2024 candidate officially in the race at this point, Donald Trump, announced this week, uh, a series of proposals to eradicate the trans agenda from schools and doctor's offices and government agencies nationwide. And we mentioned this briefly on the show yesterday, but it's, it's worth listening to, to some of his proposal as he outlined it. And uh, here it is. Listen. The left-wing gender insanity being pushed on our children. We already watched this. Child abuse. I guess Matt doesn't know that. Here's my plan to stop the chemical, physical, and emotional mutilation of our youth. On day one, I will revoke Joe Biden's cruel policies on so-called gender-affirming care. Ridiculous. A process that includes giving kids puberty blockers, mutating their physical appearance, and ultimately performing surgery on minor children. Can you believe this? I will sign a new executive order instructing every federal agency to cease all programs that promote the concept of sex and gender transition at any age. 
I will then ask Congress to permanently stop federal at any age now. He's, he's fucking wants to, to promote or now. Now he wants to like he slipped in that at any age there. I didn't notice that the first time we saw this mutilation in all 50 states. It'll go very quickly. I will declare that any hospital or health care provider that participates in the chemical or physical mutilation of minor youth will no longer meet federal health and safety standards for Medicaid and Medicare and will be terminated from the program immediately. Furthermore, I will support the creation of a private right of action for victims to sue doctors who have unforgivably performed these procedures. There are already ways you can sue people for malpractice. Well, it's all very similar to the law that we're getting passed here in Tennessee. Um, but Tennessee is just one state. We need exactly this. We need exactly this on the national level as well. Trump also says, uh, as he goes on to say, that the that he would direct the Department of Justice to investigate hospitals, pharmaceutical companies, uh, doctors, to find out if they've been involved in a cover-up of the horrific long-term side effects uh, and uh, of gender transition drugs and surgeries. Now, the answer, of course, is that, yes, they have been covering those things up, as any genuine and thorough investigation will clearly show, which is why the next step under a Trump administration or any Republican administration should be to arrest the culprits, the um, hundreds and hundreds of them, if not thousands of them, and throw them in federal prison. Now, this can't be a matter of simple fines and financial penalties. I mean, that should be part of it. But uh, the only real recourse here, the only semblance of justice would be prison sentences, very long ones. Now, if it were up to me, we, you know, we'd go f further than that. As far as I'm concerned, mutilating and castrating children should be legally considered a capital crime, and it should earn the prescribed penalty for such crimes. But if we can't have that... So he's calling for execution of people who do trans-affirming care. Positive developments. Yeah, we know that the left isn't going to take any of this lying down. They were so close in their minds to achieving their genderless dystopia uh, that they're not going to give up now. They can't because gender ideology is the, the centerpiece of their entire cultural agenda. They can't give up on it. They can't give it up without giving the whole game away, which they're not going to do. And so while red states move to protect children from these forms of physical and sexual abuse, blue states are doubling down on the abuse and doing everything in their power to ensure that more and more kids are fed into the you know transgender wood chipper whoa dude yo well i mean that was what it was he basically called he said that if it was up to him he'd have people executed um he's like oh the left has made this their a thing that they you know their thing or whatever well People like me wouldn't be talking about this very much at all right now if there wasn't like a basically a blood libel moral panic going on around about going around about this. It the fucking that the bird they tried to fly with CRT didn't work so well, so they had to move on to going after like a transgender and uh, by extension it ends up fucking going after other queer people and because the way bigotry always works, it's going to hurt cis people too. There's going to be unintended consequences for cis people as well. Up next, we got Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk and uh, his guest are going to do a racism together, if you could imagine that. You have heads of art museums saying the Western tradition, 5,000 years of art, is racist because there weren't black sculptors in 5th century B.C. Athens. Well, there were no blacks in 5th century B.C. Athens, but they're willing to tell people, they're willing to tell young people coming to museums for the first Wait, time. Wait, there were black people see this collection through the lens of racial exclusion 
which is poison. Yes. Classical music heads are also saying, oh, the reason that there were no black composers in, in 15th century Flanders is racism. No, the demographically, Europe was white until the 20th century. So Whoa. But yes, up to a point, you're right, that the, the, the elite white perpetrators of racial preferences, when it comes to their own immediate lives, do expect that merit will will triumph. On the other hand, for their own institutions, corporations are uh, mandating that managers get promoted yep. based on their own hiring of blacks and promotion of blacks and are setting just preposterous uh, hiring standards that can't possibly be met given the academic skills gap. I mean, the... It, you, it doesn't matter what objective. Ten seconds. Sorry. We, sorry, Heather, we're up against a break. But we're going to have to have you back and just close the point. Show me anything from the third world that is as beautiful as Beethoven's fifth. You can't. Some things are more beautiful than others. Heather, thank you so much. Um, the, the, what he calls the third world was pillaged. And not for nothing, they, they kept a lot of the artifacts, didn't they? Why'd they keep the artifacts? Maybe, why would you, why would, what do you mean there was nothing beautiful or there wasn't anything beautiful like Beethoven's fifth? They kept the artifacts. They pillaged the artifacts for a reason. Here's Charlie Kirk. He's like, well, he's like, why even have studies of black history at all? It's just too political. Ron DeSantis has been unbelievably effective on an educational rampage, you could call it. A couple weeks ago, you might have heard that Florida State Board of Education rejected the college board's proposed AP African American Studies class. This is a course that would supposedly offer college-level instruction in black studies to high school kids. They claim it's been in the works for a decade, though it obviously got slapped together after George Floyd. The draft class was full of CRT, abolition of prisons, BLM, all this nonsense. And so Florida just said, no, we're not going to do this. This violates our laws, has no educational value. And yesterday, the college board totally caved. They released a revised syllabus for the class, which took out CRT, BLM, and all of this nonsense from Taha Nisi Coates, from Harry Rogers and Ibram X. Kendi, and Nicole Hannah-Jones. Oh, have one of those people on to talk to you. I still don't think Florida should approve a black studies curriculum. Black studies is always going to be politicized, and we should not have high school studies based on race, period. There shouldn't be white studies. There should not be Latino studies. Racially themed classes are not appropriate in an educational environment. Now, if Florida does approve the class, it's still been a show of force, and it's been a win. And the left is beginning to just lose their mind on this. They can't comprehend how effective Ron DeSantis has been in pushing back against critical race theory, postmodernism, poststructuralism, fighting for objective truth, the pursuit of goodness and beauty. Ron DeSantis has done more in the crusade for parent-centered pro-American, decent, common-sense education than any other Republican that I can think of. And why is not every Republican doing this? It's a really good question. He chose the word crusade, which is, I would, I would agree with him that this is a bit like a religious crusade. The idea, <clears throat> like, oh, black studies is political. Why? What, 
why why i mean they just want to they want to say that so that they don't you know they they can't really say maybe what they really mean or whatever they're just like oh this is too political and it's like oh you mean this is too black anyway we got a this video appears to be from tiktok oh they found it on twitter a new slur just dropped y'all check this out the term cisgender is rooted in division and needs to be removed from everyday society. Cisgender is used by the left to continuously confuse people that are completely content with themselves to identify with something else. I am a transgender woman telling you that it is 100% okay to call yourself a man or a woman. Please do. Reclaim yourself back, reclaim your identity, and follow along for more thoughts from a clear-thinking, educated trans woman. Thank you guys so, so much for the love and support. It's almost like the Republicans and the conservatives that have seen my video and have something to say only say something nice. So the golden rule still applies. Uh, for years, I was so scared to come out and talk about my Republican values because of the alphabet gang, which I just heard that they were referred to, meaning my own trans community has scared the living heck out of me about talking about things that matter and protecting our children and keeping the home a sacred place. I, I mean, transness and the LGBTQ narrative has gone off course. Be who you are, but just turn the volume down a little bit. I can't wait for you guys to hear more from me and thank you again. Like, <clears throat> cis just means not trans or non-binary it's just a description it's not it's not a slur like what the fuck but everybody that's a new slur act like you know and we're going to talk about furries again not like <clears throat> not like you know good stuff about like good times that you might have had at a furry event or anything like that no, this is a Senate Committee on Finance in the state of Texas, state of Texas Senate Committee on Finance, and uh, the furries just keep coming up. Secondly, and it goes to authority, and I've been having conversations with members of your staff, and it's related to school districts. And so just on the record, I'm told school districts have the opportunity to call the attorney general in on multiple facets of things they are now facing because of this culture we find ourselves in and in, in different value systems at rural districts specifically that they are fearful of engaging for fear of legal and lawsuit. So as we go down this authority and, and Senator Kokorst, I think on the county level and obviously legislative intent and laws being passed for the intent didn't mean to tie up locals in lawsuits they can't afford, nor run from defense of those. Um, whatever it takes to clarify where you're at, and I understand the cost and limited resource you have, but and I never wanted to make it an imposition. I think what I understood is school districts have the option, but they can decline, or if you ask, or you can inquire, but I don't want to make it an imposition, but I am very much uh, seeing this uh, attack on limited tax bases, i.e. people that don't have resources, by, but just to establish precedent and, and to get the, the momentum back on their side. So whatever it takes to kind of clarify where you need clarification, whatever it takes to 
get the message out to my locals because school boards are under attack. I have 150 of those districts, and every one of them are facing the furry conversations and a bunch of other now. So <laughs> I, I need you involved if they choose to let you. And if you don't think you have that authority, let me know. The furry conversations. Those are just people freaking out at the school board meetings about, like, they're supposedly being furries at school, and there's, like, a litter box for the kitty to pee in. Get the fuck out of here. Well, we're coming up kind of close to the end of this. Here's, um, you'll love to see it. This is Sebastian Gorka having a bit of a meltdown over a gay romance in The Last of Us. 52 minutes of the episode. 52 minutes of this episode that's supposed to be about zombies and saving humanity is a gay romance between two hirsute bearded men. One a survivalist and one <laughs> a little bit more uh, clearly um, homosexual. They're naked, they get in bed, they have sex, they share strawberries. You can watch it yourself if you wish to. There's a rule in, in story making, whether you're writing a book, a novel, a TV show, or a film, every actor, every scene must have one purpose, to drive the story forward. If the actor, the character, the scene doesn't drive the story forward, it must be jettisoned. For 50 plus minutes, we have a gay romance. Why? Well, the story is partially about a gay romance. Less than 2% of the population are homosexuals. I That's not true. You, the, they had a record viewership for this show. I guarantee you millions of people, maybe tens of millions of people switched off and maybe some of them canceled their HBO subscription. But he just said they had record viewership for the show. It is a culture war. They are hostages to their own ideology and they will ruin everything. Why? Because they have one goal. Whether it's the mutilation of children with transgender transition surgery, whether it's the workification of the military, the schools, Hollywood, TV shows, it is assault on the values that our civilization is built upon. And it is more directly an assault on the building blocks of our civilization. And that is the family. HBO, we know what you're doing. Do not support entities like HBO. I love that he said, oh, they had record viewership, but I bet a bunch of people canceled their subscription. That's not how that works. When you get record viewership on something, that generally means that people subscribe to your service just to watch it. So we'll do two more. We'll go a few minutes over, even though the podcast is already fucking two hours instead of one this week. Um, we're going to wade into the discourse about the gym. So here's a tiny dancer, uh, Ben Shapiro, uh, going to talk about, uh, how maybe they should just have women-only gyms, which do exist, by the way. Okay, so uh, again, you are filming yourself at the gym to do this. And this has become a way of, of grabbing sort of victimhood. But a couple of quick solutions for all of this. 
Okay, one, you could theoretically have separate gyms. There are a lot of women in the Orthodox Jewish community who prefer to work out at separate gyms specifically to avoid this, right? They work out at female-only gyms or males work out at male-only gyms. Another way to avoid this is presumably that you work out with a group of women. You could do that. There, there are many things that can be done. If this really bothers you, there are things that you can do to alleviate this problem. But pretending that men are not going to glance at you or that that can be alleviated by societally beating it out of them or by shaming them on TikTok is ridiculous. It's always going to be ridiculous. And that's not the same. Pretending that a stare is the same thing as a glance is silly. It is not the same thing as a glance. Pretending that men are not going to glance at women is silly. Pretending that men glancing at women is inherently a bad thing is silly. Again, that's how I would say virtually all dates get started this way. But because it's become a TikTok viral trend, we have to comment on it because, again, the, the idea from our culture is that human nature does not exist. And so all things I don't like are societal creations of, quote unquote, the patriarchy. And therefore, if a guy stares at me while I'm dressed in spandex, then it must be because the patriarchy indoctrinated him to do so. So one thing that's missing here is <clears throat> maybe if somebody decides to film this, I don't think you should film people at the gym. I just think it's, you know. I think you should maybe contact security at the gym if something like this is happening. Maybe by the time somebody decides to bust out their phone and film this, maybe it's because this fucking dude has been leering at them the last three times or last three times they were at the gym or for the last 20 minutes or an hour. And they're, um, you know, they don't really have any other way to deal with it other than to try to like shame this person. And that's like left out of this, just completely left out of this. It's like what happened before the, the, the video started? We got one more. We got Matt Walsh on the Piers Morgan show talking about how if you want, uh, if you don't basically policing women's clothes at the gym, uh, not for nothing at the gym, you can't wear a bunch of loose fitting clothes. It's unsafe. Like what I'm wearing right now, like loose jeans and a sweatshirt, and that is not safe to be around like the most of the gym equipment, but you know, whatever. I don't think you can avoid looking at people because I'm looking at them to see what their form's like, yeah. how they're carrying certain weights, how they carry more than me, you know, male or female. I don't really care. I'm just, I'm quite curious about other people using a gym. Am I now going to be suddenly appearing on Instagram, influence, influencers' sites in some sort of... Well, you could go talk to them. You could be like, hey, what are you doing here? I, I, I'm, you know, can you help me out here? I'm, I'm curious what you're doing over here. You could go talk to them like a normal person. Perv. Well, it's possible. And look, by the way, I also I don't mean to be a victim blamer here, but but can we also say that if you, if you're a woman and you don't want to you don't want men to notice you in the gym, maybe wear more than your underwear to go work out. I mean, that's the one thing. These women in these videos, they're wearing sports bras and like. Well, what the motherfucker? What do you think a sports bra is for? Hot pants. I mean, how about put some clothes on if you don't want people to look at you? Those are clothes. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. I'm going to quote Margaret Atwood here that uh, men are afraid of women laughing at them. Women are afraid that men are going to kill them. It is not okay to, to say that it's I a woman's a fault for wearing the wrong you thing. You think the people looking over at people some using yeah, some equipment at a gym are going to kill them? I think that taking photographs is threatening. Staring at people is threatening. But the ones and photographing are, it are these Instagram are influencers. No, they're not. They are, they are videoing men taking photographs of them and living Final word, they're basically getting, they're trying to shame women for wearing workout clothes at the gym. That's it. You can't wear a bunch of loose stuff to the gym. It's unsafe. That's it. Anyway, that's been the podcast. It's been two hours of fucking...
I don't even believe in hell, but sure. Two hours of hell. Um, we're not going anywhere. We got red light coming up in a minute here. Uh, this week for red light, I have some interesting stuff and, uh, we'll probably stick around well past the things that I have on this list and look at some other things. We got old Maddie, old Madison star moon, got her, uh, computer working again and she's cranking out a bunch of edited videos and they all suck. Um, Hunter Biden's laptop passed through a lot of hands. Apparently we got Russell brand. How far has Russell brand fallen? We got somebody ghosting Roger stone. I think that's Praxis. We got a new QAnon storm and then anti-vax Jim Cramer, AKA Steve Kirsch got absolutely fucking destroyed in a Twitter space about COVID and vaccines because he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. And he was in there with somebody who does. This is boomers by Periscope. When I come back, my drink will, uh, the contents of my drink will have changed and the color of the lighting will have changed. I'll be back for red light. Thanks everybody for hanging out. See you on the flip side.
can't get enough Echoplex and want to keep the conversation going with the hosts and community when we're not live, then join our Discord server at discord.me slash Echoplex. We have text channels, voice channels, meme repositories, and a whole section of screenshots that we don't even remember where they came from. Come join the Now Space on Discord at discord.me slash Echoplex.